Welcome back to our podcast, Myth Machine. In the last episode, we talked about the Greek myth of Hercules and his trials. In this episode, we will talk about the Chinese classic of the Three Kingdoms. This is our very first formal episode, even though it is our second. So I will explain what our podcast is about. Myth Machine is a group of three friends that share mythological stories with each other. These stories can range from the dark and twisted stories of Japanese myths to the daring and adventurous stories found in Greek mythology. After each story is shared, two or three of us will discuss our opinions on it and how we felt after hearing it. Finally, we will conclude with a quick summary of what is to come in the next one. I hope you enjoy our very first formal episode where you will learn about a classic Chinese mythological story. of the Three Kingdoms is one of China's greatest and most influential works of literature. It's a tale of war and heroes, loyalty, betrayal, and cunning plans. There's the reality of what men are capable of doing in the pursuit of power. For Chinese culture, the Three Kingdoms is compared to Homer and Shakespeare altogether. It's very, very long and complicated. It's 120 chapters and it's more than 2,000 pages. The basic summary of it is a fictionalized history of China. And through this, Lu Zhuang traces the ascent of Sima Yan, ending with him becoming the first emperor of a unified nation. This book begins after the Yellow Turban Rebellion failed and follows those of its adherents who vowed to continue their struggle. Among these is Cao Cao who defeats numerous rivals to become the king of Wei in the north uh, and challenges the Han Empire. In addition, Lu Pei, aided especially by Zhu Ying, becomes the ruler as king of Shu. Uh, Cao Cao does not progress uh, in particular. Sun Quan of the Southern Kingdom challenges him after Sun Quan allies with Lu Pei, their combined forces defeat those of Xiao Xiao at the Battle of Red Cliff. This basically initiates the establishment of a short balance among the powers of the Three Kingdoms. Quan Yu, who governs the Pei province that borders Wu, dies battling Sun Quan's forces. Lu Pei is soon after defeated when he tries to conquer Wu. After Lu Pei dies, the leadership is left in the hands of his incompetent son. The military leader, Shuko Lang, gets a stronger role and he uses his diplomatic power to have a temporary peace between Shu and Wu. However, he soon dies. After Cao Cao dies, Suma assumes command of the Wei forces, and his followers uh, really push and punish uh, Cao Cao's descendants. Um, Shang Wei directs the opposing Shu forces, but they can't handle the stronger Wei forces that invade under the command of Tang Ai and Shang Wei. Shang Wei also dies, leading the Shu and Wu forces to surrender. 
the combined territories are now ruled by Emperor Sumayen, who is Sumai's grandson. So that was that was a good story, Ava. I guess it was pretty great. It's pretty great. It yeah. <laughs> the ending the ending was a little a lot anticlimactic. It really was. I expected like this, like super awesome, like this guy like comes to power and like rules China for like the rest of his life. But he's like, no, it's just some some kid. I know it was weird. He's like a, a just random grandson. It would be like more epic, you know? Yeah, and then like all the names. I the names are the absolute worst to say. All of them. They're so bad. <laughs> I was uh following along earlier and all the Sao Sao's and Xing Wei and yeah. like Sun Chuan, like oh my it's it's like the Lupe and the Wei I was getting mixed up. So yes. like <laughs> it's so it's so bad. I think there were like um I think it was like a hundred plus characters in this entire story. That's insane. It's crazy. It's the fact that it had 120 chapters. Like, exactly. 2,000 pages. Like, why? And the story, the story could be summed up in, like, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, that, that guy did not, did not write well. I, apparently not. <sighs> Maybe he, like, got paid by the letter or something. I don't know. <laughs> I... I don't know. I don't think, honestly, if I were to ever be given this book, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, to be honest, I don't think I would read it. I don't even think I would read the summary. I would probably read the summary and then be like, nah, dog, I'm out. That's fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just, it was, it just sounded so boring. So much happened. And yet, the ending. All that buildup and then the ending. Exactly. And it's all like nice and peaceful. Like you can't just have like a like a non-peaceful ending for once. Mm. Yeah. And in like halfway through the story, all of the characters just died. Like brand new ones. I guess that's uh where the hundred characters came in. Apparently, uh oh my gosh. Lupe dies, what Sh- Shu Xuan dies, or Shun Chuan, and then Quan Yu like dies as well. Like literally like half the Shun people. Die. Yeah. Shun Shun Chuan. Dude, I don't know how to say any of these. I don't know. We could, we could probably talk about the story longer than it would it would take us to read the story. That's honestly very true. I mean the summary was like so short, but the yeah. book is so long. Yeah, that's it, it was obviously a pretty bad book. Okay, what was your favorite part about this summary? Uh, I don't know. Um, I would have to say it was like when Xiao Xiao was like, I'm this super cool dude. And like, he was like super, he was like stopped by everyone. And then he kept fighting. And then like life just goes on. And then like Xiao, Xiao Xiao just like disappears though, which was kind of upsetting. That is true. Yeah, because Xiao Xiao was, like, fighting all these people, like, Lu Pei and Shen Xuan. And then he, like, the story spends, like, one second and says he dies. And then, like, his grandkids take over for him. That's a, 
That's tough. <laughs> like, it's what- like all of a sudden, after he dies, this is what happens. Like, I'm not even gonna comment on his death. Like, just after. And how is this one of the most influential stories in Chinese history? I have no idea. Are they like required to read this for school? Because that would suck. Oh my god, that's like that's like requiring us to read War and Peace. Oh my god, isn't War and Peace like Russian though? I'm pretty sure it's also Chinese. Maybe Russians think, have to read that. I don't know. I think I think the Chinese are just like obsessed with really long, boring stories. Like Journey to the West also has like seven different books. That's and true. Only like four things happen. It's. There's, I don't know, the Chinese and their super long stories. All of them must have gotten paid by the letter or word or something. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. But all in all, this was like, this has to be like one of the most boring stories. That's very true. I I, I bet everyone listening to our story probably was like half asleep. Honestly. And all of the names, though. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I know we keep going back to this, but like, I can't get off of it. Mm-hmm. Like reading the story, I only I could only focus on Xiao Xiao. Like the rest of the characters felt so meaningless. They got like one sentence. Like they showed up yeah. and then left. Plus, Xiao Xiao is like really fun to say. Yeah, Xiao Xiao is fun to say. Shan Xuan, kind of fun. Yeah, I think the most difficult thing was like the um the Luo Gan Xuan in like the beginning. I don't I, know what that I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> It was like what? it was like a third sentence. Oh, like the the author's name? Yeah, yeah. Lao Guangshang or something like that. It was tough. Um, <laughs> well, I I hope everyone all listening of the was enjoying it. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, like all of the kingdoms' names sound so similar. Yeah, I I'm so sorry you had to read all that on your own. I got confused trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, I hope everyone listening enjoyed our story at least a little bit. Or at least when the story was over and we just got to talk. Or at least when, like, people died. Like, yeah, we, that the <laughs> most eventful thing that happened. When the random characters that showed up and then died. Like, yeah. Hopefully everyone had fun listening to me trying to say these names. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you come back for our next episode. Yep. Is it Norse mythology? Something like that. That's my favorite. I'm really excited about it. Me too. That's all for this week's episode of Myth Machine. Next week, we'll be talking about North mythology, especially some Norse gods like Thor and Loki. Right now, our podcast is on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public. So hopefully you like the podcast. Thanks for listening.